Y'all ready for the word of God? Open up your Bibles. Romans chapter 8. I want to teach you some, some word today, so please have something to write with. We're talking about setting our minds, setting our minds to the Holy Spirit. Setting our minds to the Holy Spirit. When we hear about all the things that are happening around the world, we've heard a lot of news. There's been a lot of news. This whole year has been a lot of news. You know, I really, you know, it's funny, but they say, you know, because of the, the, the war, COVID has been cured. And it's true. <laughs> Nobody's worrying too much about it anymore, you know. <laughs> There's... I, when uh, when COVID began to take place, I, I would call my friends from Africa and I, I would just check on them and say, how are you guys doing over there? You know, are you guys dealing with COVID? And he says, no, we got worse things than that over here. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's all about perspective, amen. It's all about perspective. But it's important that we learn how to direct our mind, direct our thoughts, to set our mind, not according to the ways of the world, but according to the ways of God. Now, I want to talk to you about setting your mind and uh, there's two type of knowledges, two type of knowledges. There's sense knowledge and revelation, sense knowledge and revelation. And we're going to talk about these different types of knowledge, because if you're only operating according to your senses, you are limiting what could happen through your life. But if you allow revelation to come, that's where God speaks to you about what's really going on. There's one thing where I see and hear and I have my experiences and I understand the best to my knowing, but I need the voice of the Lord to tell me what really is happening so that I can make the best decision for, for my future. Amen. So we need sense knowledge, which is what we all have, our sight, our hearing, our seeing, our feelings. Amen. But then we need revelation. Everybody say revelation. And it's important that we operate in the both, in the both. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Verse 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful, sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting, everybody say letting. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Some of you want life and peace. Verse 7, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it, would, it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them, do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives life, gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Everyone say, the Spirit of God lives in me. And just as God raised, Je right, raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Thank God for his word. Amen. I, I, this, that one last statement in the scripture, just like, like the spirit gave life to Jesus, the spirit will give life to your mortal bodies. 
That is the word that I stand on every time I lay hands on the sick. That the Spirit of God is going to give life to that mortal body. We have mortal bodies. These bodies, they, they start to deteriorate. Amen. There are things that, that didn't hurt yesterday that they begin to hurt today. But the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you can give life to that mortal body. Amen. You might say, well, pastor, the doctor says that I need a new heart. Thank God that you have the Spirit of God that created the heart in the first place. And he could give you a new heart. Amen. Hallelujah. So we stand on the word of God. You know, if you if you like to exercise, I encourage you to listen to praise and worship and you'll you'll go to another level in your exercise because you won't you won't get tired when you begin to praise God. When you get praise God, when you praise God, you start to get strength because the spirit of God begins to strengthen you in every area. Amen. In every area, the spirit of God strengthens you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I begin to when I graduated from high school. I was, I was very fearful. It was the first time I had to make a decision for my life. Before I knew my mom would just make the decision. She said, go to school. I went to school. Amen. I would tell her, I want to stay home. She says, go to school. I went to school. She made the decisions. But after I graduated, I had to make my own decisions. And that was pressure. And I didn't know what to do because, you know, I didn't want to mess it up. And so I... I felt that pressure and I had the keys to the church. So I showed up the church. Nobody was at the church. And I just began to worship God and I began to cry out to the Lord. I told God, I said, God, I, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. I'm pressured. I have pressure. And as I had my hands up worshiping God, I felt the Holy Spirit walk behind me. And I felt his arms come upon me. It was so real that my arms, as they were lifted up like this, I began to drop them down as... I felt like he was embracing me from behind. And then all the pressure and the weight and the stress from that decision, it was just lifted off of me. I did not know what I was going to do. But when I left that church that day, I knew that God had a plan for me and that somehow, some way, he was going to lead me along that path. Amen. There is, if I was just looking at myself, I would hold on to the weight and the burden. But God saw marriage to Veronica. God saw preaching the gospel and pastoring Faith Please God Church. God saw going to the nations and declaring the word of the Lord. God saw building networks and television and radio stations around the world for the preaching of the gospel. God saw all that in me. And all that I, I experienced that day was that whatever comes, it's going to be led by the Spirit of God. I had no more worry. I had no more stress. I was at peace. It's important that we learn to follow the Holy Ghost. That we don't live according to the sinful nature, but we live according to the Spirit of God. We allow the Spirit of God to dictate our thoughts. Amen. See, the sinful nature tries to save you, save yourself. The sinful nature operates in fear. The sinful nature has bad habits. The sinful nature has addictions and perversions. The sinful, sinful, na sinful nature has envies and jealousies. The sinful nation, nature is always, is always looking at what's in it for me. And even though I might see someone succeed, why am I not succeeding better than him? The sinful nature is selfish. And it always leads to death. The world operates according to the sinful nature. One of the things that you ask all the time, oh, what, what's his reason? Why are they doing that? 
And they always go back to, oh, it's money. Oh, it's power. Oh, it's lust. Oh, it's addiction. Whatever it is. Why, why does the world judge people according to that? Because the, because in them, they, they, that's what moves them. They're moved by power, lust, judge, uh, money. Amen. Envy. But those that are in Christ, the Bible says that we need to let our minds think according to the spirit, not according to the sinful nature. Amen. I want to let you know, if anyone's in Christ, the Bible says you're a new creation. You don't have to be, you don't have to be under the control of the sinful nature. You have the power to say no. You have the power to say, get thee behind me, Satan. You have the power to shut that door. You have the power to run out, run away from that, that thing that's been, that's been trying to lure you in according to the flesh. Amen. And if, it, I mean, whatever you gotta do, you get to make the decision whether you're gonna stay there and partake of the sinful nature or you're gonna allow the, the mind of, of Christ to come and put your thoughts higher. Amen. The, the promise of the sinful nature, no matter, the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a moment. Amen. But it always ends in death. The, the thing about, about life, the more, if you become a giver, you always have life. If you get finances, you, you always have finances. How does that work? I don't know. It just works. The Lord does it. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall man give unto your bosom. I mean, pastor, how do I give, but yet I get? That's the hand of God. That's the blessing of the Lord. How many could say that you've seen that happen in your life, that you're blessed because you're a giver, amen? Because you're no longer thinking about yourself as, as the one, you're not thinking, what can I get? You're, you're thinking, what can I give? That's, that's the mind of God. The mind of Christ is, is not trying to, re, to get from others. The mind of Christ is, what can I give to others? Amen. The sinful nature thinks about getting, but the, the spirit of God is, I want to use you to bless. Amen. Hallelujah. And so sinful nature always leads to death. Amen. Say sinful nature always leads to death. Amen. Ladies, if there's a, if you're married and there's a, 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 a man that, that comes around, try to tempt you, I want to let you know it's, they're, 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 they're poison. They're going to lead to death. Your marriage is going to die. Husbands, if a girl comes around to tempt you and you're married, that's poison. That's someone that's there to destroy your marriage and destroy the hearts of your children. Don't play games with your kids. I'll just leave it there. Verse 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Let me read that again. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. And so you might want to say, you, want, you have to ask yourself, what are you thinking about? That determines if you're being dominated or you are dominating. If you're thinking about, oh man, I can't wait till church is over because I'm going to go do this and this, and you know it's not of God, you're being dominated. You become a slave to that. Jesus came to set you free. Amen? 
Say, I'm free in Jesus' name. But pastor, you know, I'm just always there. You know, I have this fear. I can't get rid of this fear. You have to change your thoughts. You have to change your thoughts. That's the sinful nature, keeping fear alive. But it, you have to allow your thoughts to change. And we're going to be talking about that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hit your neighbor and say, thank God I'm here. Amen. I'm, I'm going to help you. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to get there. Amen. Praise the Lord. The way you think determines what is controlling you. The way you think is, determines what's controlling you. So if you're thinking about sin all the time, you, you're, 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 you're a slave. You're a slave. Amen. Oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm an American. I choose to do it. No, no, no. The devil got you, bro. The devil got you, sister. You're, you're, you're a slave. Amen. What are you thinking about? Is it things of God or things of this world? Is it things of the flesh or things of the spirit? What are you thinking about? Whatever you're thinking about, that's controlling you. Amen. And well, pastor, I want to stop doing it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Amen. Start there. Stop thinking about it. Amen. So the way you think determines what is controlling you. And you notice that when we were reading the scripture, like in verse, uh, Verse 6, it says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to what? Life and what? Do you notice that it says let? In other words, you have the power to let it happen. In other words, sin didn't overtake you and, and, and you, you know, it was stronger than you. No, you had the power, but you let it happen. You let it happen. See, that's the, that's the power of what Jesus gives you. He gives you power over the works of the devil. And so if there's a, there is a temptation that is, that's, a, that's an arrow from the devil, you have the power to say, no, I'm not going to let this happen in my life. I'm not going to let this happen in my body. I'm not going to let this happen in my family. I'm not going to let this happen in my house. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm not going to let it happen. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will run in terror. He will flee. And so if you're letting it happen, that ain't pastor's fault. That's not Jesus's fault. That's not God's fault. That is yours. You're letting it happen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the thing about the sinful nature, the sinful nature always says, oh, it's because of them. It's because of them. It's because of them. The whole world is operating on the sinful nature. So nobody takes responsibility. They blame every single person. It's their fault. 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 They don't realize that they might got one finger pointing at someone, but they got three fingers pointing right back at them. This one pastor, he was dealing with a lot of financial troubles. And just being tired, he, he wakes up one, more, one morning and, and he's, he's, he's uh, washing his, his, his teeth, brushing his teeth. And he just tells God, he said, God, show me the devil that's destroying my life. And he looked up and he saw himself in the mirror. I think we give the devil too much credit. Amen? I think we give the devil too much credit. You have to take responsibility. Look at your neighbor say, take responsibility. Look at your other neighbor say, he's talking about you. Verse 6, it says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind 
leads to life and peace. You have to let the Holy Ghost take control. You have to let the Holy Spirit control your mind, and it will produce life and peace. That's the reward, life and peace. Eternal life and eternal peace. Amen. Never any peace. And so you, get, you set your mind. Everybody say, set your mind. You have to set your mind to God. Let the Holy Spirit take control of your mind. Your mind. Let me just uh, go a little bit regarding who you are. You have a body. Amen. This is the 1974 model. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and it changes. But that's not the real you. That's just your spacesuit that allows you to live here. When your body doesn't work no more, you leave too. The real you leaves, amen. And then you have a soul, which is your thoughts and your emotions, your experiences, amen. That's the soul. That's a soul. And that's where you generate the thoughts and you make judgments and you decide on what you're going to do. It's, 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 the, it's making an observation in the sense world, uh, in the soul, the thoughts, you know, and, and, and the, that's where we, we learn to grow. You know, I, I have my little, uh, my grandson, Benjamin. How you doing, Benjamin? Is that hand good? He eats it like it's filet mignon. But it's so awesome to see how he's learning. He's only three months old. You know, now he's learning how to laugh, which is awesome. He learned how to cry real quick. Um, but he's, he's observing and he's changing right before our eyes, you know. And this, that's the soulish realm, my thoughts, my emotions. These are things, my experiences. When a person has negative experiences, well, there, there's something going on in their soulish realm. Their thoughts are, are negative because of the ne negative experiences. So fear comes in, lack of trust comes in, anger comes in, frustration in life comes in, and then selfish, selfishness rises up because we're trying to protect ourselves. We don't want to get hurt. Amen? Are you with me? But then you have the spirit which is the one that connects with God. And as we hear the word of God, the word of God is spirit language. It's a spiritual book. And so you cannot understand the Bible just by reading it. It comes through revelation where the Holy Spirit connects with your spirit and tells you what the truth really is. Amen. And so if you think, I'm just going to read my Bible and everything's going to change. If you're not born again, you will know the letter of the word, but you won't know the word. Because Jesus is the word and his spirit is the word that lives inside of you and teaches you everything. Jesus made it this simple. He said, there are many things that I want to tell you, but I can't tell you right now. This is when Jesus was walking before he went... Uh, to the cross. There's many things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you right now. But when the spirit comes, he will take of mine and show it to you. What is that? Revelation. And so if we're only operating according to sense knowledge, you only have half the picture. You only know what you can see and what you could discern according to your soul. But when you begin to receive revelation, then everything changes. Where the world will say, leave, but the Spirit says, stay. Where the world will say, don't, the Spirit says, do. I'm not operating according to what, what 
my, my own knowledge is, I want the Holy Ghost knowledge, amen? And so I set my mind on the things of God, amen? Just like in, your, in the air conditioning, you can set it to a certain temperature. You have to set your mind to the things of God. So you might be feeling a pain in your body, and you might say, oh no, I'm sick. Oh no, my, my body is, is deteriorating. And you could quickly claim death, and quickly claim, oh, something's going to happen. It's not good. But you could... Grab a hold of the word of God in Isaiah 53, 5 that says, by his stripes you are healed. Not today, not tomorrow, but 2,000 years ago you are healed. So even though you might be feeling pain, the word of God becomes your truth and you begin to declare, Lord, I know I've got some pain going on in my body, but your word says that I am healed and I'm not sick. So I declare that I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And I, you begin to speak to your body. Body be made whole in Jesus' name. You start using your faith according to the spirit. And watch how that pain begins to leave. Watch how that body begins to, to function again. Amen. My, my, my brother Benny Flores right there. I'm not going to have him stand up because he'll come up and take the mic. He had something like seven heart attacks. When he came back, because he, he had been coming for a long time and then left for a few years. I don't think he liked my preaching at the time. But I kept on reaching out to him. Amen. But when he came back, he could barely walk. But just, I mean, it'd take him forever just to come from the front door to here. But then the next week and the next week, next week, he'd have a cane and all that. And it's, 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 he got a little faster. And then next thing you know, the cane is gone. Next thing you know, I'm praying for people. And there Benny is, I'm going to catch people. And what's happened? The spirit gives life to your mortal bodies. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is this good? So you have to set your mind to God. Amen. And so it's not really about, about uh, learning. It's not about learning. It's about growing. About growing. I have a statement. You don't get there. You grow there. And when you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you grow in relationship with him and your mind begins to change day by day. You learn how to trust his word and trust in him to lead you and guide you. You begin to believe God more than ever. And so because of your faith has grown, you're able to do great and mighty things because you're not by yourself. God is with you. Amen. Say you grow there. Amen. So let me give you a four ways of how to set your mind to the Holy Ghost. Set your mind to the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is here. This is the time of the Holy Ghost and he wants to lead you. Amen. So how do you set your mind towards the Holy Ghost? And this is about developing your relationship with him. Developing a relationship with him. Number one, recognize him. Recognize him. I want to tell you if you're in business, and whatever you do, you need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost just to, to be a good father and a, and a good husband to my wife. Amen? A good father to my children. You need the Holy Ghost in everything that you're doing. If you're planting seeds outside, you need the Holy Ghost to teach you how to plant seeds. Amen? And so, number one, recognize him. The, many years ago, uh, Pastor Benny Hinn wrote an incredible book called... Good morning, Holy Spirit. And that book was about recognizing the Holy Ghost. So what he started doing, the, right when he woke up in the morning, when he was in, in, in school, he would begin to say, Good morning, Holy Ghost. And immediately the presence of the Lord will come. 
We have to recognize the Holy Ghost all the time. Don't go, every one of you would, 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 you know, you would recognize if you were naked, wouldn't you? If you were walking outside and you didn't have clothes on, something's wrong. Amen? Well, don't leave without the Holy Ghost. Don't leave without recognizing the Holy Ghost. You got to clothe yourself with the glory of God. Amen? The person of the Holy Ghost wants to be with you. And he carries a presence, amen? So you recognize the Holy Ghost. You might say, well, 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 pastor, how do I do it? Talk to him. Talk to him. Amen? You know when you, your, your marriage is dying is when, when you can be in the same room and, and you don't even recognize each other. But if you can recognize each other, you know that you appreciate each other, amen? Well, it's the same thing with your relationship with God. Recognize him. When you recognize the Holy Ghost, you're setting your mind towards the things of heaven. You're no longer just looking at the things of this world. When you hear bad news, I hear bad news and I'm, I'm saying, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You must say, well, why are you doing that? That's bad news. Yeah, but I'm recognizing that I need him so that I could, I could endure this bad news. So thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two. Be intimate with him. Be intimate with him. And uh, let me go a little deeper on this. Um, when it comes to worship, we have to learn to minister unto God. Amen. Someone says, you know, well, you know, I come to church, but, you know, I don't lift hands with, with, with those people. You know, those are people who are kind of weird. Amen. Well, who are, you who are you lifting your hands up for? And what's the purpose of lifting up our hands? The purpose of lifting up our hands is surrender. And what, what we're doing is we are ministering unto the Lord. It's really not about you. It's about him. If I went to a restaurant and the waiter was there and, and she or he did not serve me well, did not come and take my order, didn't even recognize I was there, then they didn't do their job in serving me. When I minister unto the Lord, I'm there to serve him by giving him the glory and the honor and the praise. I recognize him. And so the songs that I sing and the words and the speech of my heart and the actions of my body and the movement of my life, I'm there to minister to him. That's what worship is all about. When the, the Lord desires the glory, he desires to be worshiped. So it's not about you just singing the song. It's about you giving him the honor and the praise and the glory that he deserves. And so when we worship, it's not something that, well, pastor, I don't feel like worship. It never says feel like worship and then worship him. Amen? Just worship him. It's not for you. It's for him. Everybody say worship is for Jesus, not for me. We just worship him. My wife, she loves massages. I can't stand massages. A perfect date for her. We did this uh, a, a couple of months ago. We went to the mall. We found the $5 massage chair. And we sat, both of us, getting massages. A $10 date, amen. It was good. <laughs> we took pictures. People were jealous. <laughs> But, I, you know, my wife will come home from work. She might be sitting in the kitchen. And I'll go stand behind her. And I start to massage her. 
and I learned the type of massage that she likes, where she, you know, you can see, you know, I'm there, and then you hear, oh, yeah. Oh. A little higher, a little higher. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just doing it. I'm doing it. Why? It's not because I, of me. It, I'm ministering to her. I'm helping her relieve some of her stress and her pain. So I do it because I love her. That's what worship is about. We worship him because we love him. We worship him because we want to give him what he desires, the glory. He's worthy, amen? So when I lift up my hands, I prepare my heart. Lord, it's all about you. I worship you. I glorify you. You are worthy of all the praise, the glory, the honor. Holy are you. Worship's not a time to say, God help me, God help me, God help me. It's not about me. It's about him. Everybody point to heaven. That's what worship is. So our, our, our words and our heart and our affections are directed towards God. That's how we know we worship. If we are asking and if we're pleading, these are, that's a prayer. There's a time for that. Amen. So don't just go before God and, and plead. Go before God and worship and then allow the Lord to open up his arms of love to you. And the Spirit of God will tell you, ask. Then you know that you can hear from him. Amen. My daughters, when they were young and they wanted something, I'd be sitting watching TV. They would come, run, and jump on my, on my lap and give me a kiss here and kiss there. They would grab my face and say, Daddy, I love you. And I would be grabbing my wallet and saying, whatever you want. <laughs> Amen. You see how this works? Amen. So we be intimate with him. That's what worship is about, amen? So we, we are intimate with him. The third, the third thing that you need to know about setting your mind on the Holy Spirit is you have to hear him and follow his directions. Hear him and follow his directions. There are many times the Lord will tell you to do things, but he's waiting for your obedience. If you believe that the Lord spoke to you, do it. Amen? I'm just going to follow the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? Now, if it's unscriptural, God didn't talk to you. Amen. If it's unscriptural, God didn't talk to you. But if you, and understand this, the Lord will speak to you and he'll give you peace. He'll keep on nudging you, keep on teaching you. And we're learning, amen. How many of you are learning how to follow the Lord? We're learning, amen. So let him speak to you and then be obedient to it, amen. And then the last thing is give glory to God. The last step of setting your mind on the, on your mind to the Holy Ghost is to give God glory to God. And that's, that's where you testify. You start telling people about the love of God. You start telling people what the Lord has done for you. How many of you have a testimony about what God has done for you? Amen. Let me see your hands if, you have, if God has done anything in your life. Oh, everybody. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you are breathing today? Then you got a testimony that God has allowed you to breathe today. You start talking about the goodness of God. And as you start talking about the goodness of God, you're going to find out that your thoughts and your mind are going to keep on going in that direction. It's very hard to think about the things of the flesh and the things of the God. Darkness does not mix with light. As soon as the light comes, the darkness runs. You know, darkness cannot overtake the light either. Either The moment that the light turns on, the darkness runs. Where does it go? I don't know, but the light is shined, so the darkness has to go. When I give glory to God and I, talk, I testify about the goodness of God, I'm shining a light in that land. 
When there are a bunch of people that are all, they're very in the flesh, talking about the things and the lust of the flesh and their mind is not of God. I get into that place and I know how to break the ice. I just start talking about God. Well, pastor, what, you tell them not to do those things or think, no, I, talk, I start talking about God. And as I start talking about God, they get jealous and they want the things of God. Matter of fact, I actually prefer to preach to people that don't know about God than people that do know about God. I love you all, but I prefer to talk to them. Because many times when we're in the church, we see a miracle and a sign and wonder, and we're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. And that's beautiful. But when I'm around heathens, and a miracle takes place, you don't hear, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. God is so good. You hear, what the? <laughs> no! That blankety blank just did that! I have it on video. <laughs> but when, they, when it's time and I present Jesus to them, they come broken to God because it was the first time someone presented them a living Savior. We could talk about religion and we could talk, don't do this, don't do that. That's religion. Religion tries to put you in a box and try to say, keep you from doing those things. When Jesus wants to set you free and make you more than a conqueror of those things, that not because a man told you not to do it, you chose not to do it because you set your mind on the things of God. If you want freedom, set your minds on the things of God. Pastor, I have depression. Set your minds on the, on the joy of the Lord. Pastor, I have fear. Set your mind on the peace of God. Pastor, I have anger. Set your mind on God's glory. Set your mind and watch how all those things, they just go away. Why do they go away? Because there's no room for them. There's no room for thoughts of fear when you're thinking thoughts of faith. There's no room for defeat when you got victory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you need to hear this today? We're going to be tested this week. There's going to be lots of thoughts of fear. But just remember heaven. Amen. Think about heaven. Because when heaven's your thoughts, you're not worried or fearful at all. Heaven's home. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go and stand up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray over you. And my, my, my desire for you is that today will be a day of complete freedom. That the Spirit of God will begin to speak revelation, wisdom, and knowledge to you. That the, the desire and the hunger for God will begin to rise up. That you're not going to be operating the, according to the ways of the world. But you're going to, your mind is going to be higher. Higher. Amen. Hallelujah. How many husbands are here? Let me see your hands real quick. Praise God. The moment that there is a need in the house, set your minds on the things of heaven. Tell your wife, honey, come over here. We have a need, but we're going to pray and God's going to provide. And you grab her hand and begin to pray and ask in the name of Jesus. And watch how the fear won't be in your home. Watch how faith will rise up and that miracle will take place quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want everyone just to close your eyes for a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you are the one that has everything in control, that you are the one that is leading us and guiding us and, and that our thoughts are governed by you. Holy Spirit, 
We think about you. We are following you. And Lord, I ask you to speak to your people that our relationship with you will grow, that we'll go higher in our, re in, our, in our relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will give us wisdom. We pray that you give us guidance and direction. Teach us how to be great men of faith, great women of faith. That in everything that we do, we do it unto you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're raising up mighty business people, Father God, that have the mind of Christ and that they will prosper in everything that they do. Father, I thank you that you're guiding the leaders, that wherever they go, that your favor will be upon them, Father God, that they will speak your heart, Father God, and people will recognize your glory, Father God. I pray, Father, that, that you will continue to minister to your people, Father God, and that they will grow mightily, declaring the way of the Lord, that this Rio Grande Valley shall experience a great revival because of the people, because the people of God are focused and our heart is directed towards you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Father, I pray for those that have been dealing with struggles and things of the flesh, Father God, that the spirit of fear is broken in the name of Jesus. Those that have been walking in addictions, that spirit of addiction is broken in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that their eyes and their hearts will be open to you. That wherever there was fear, wherever there was addiction, there will be peace and freedom and love, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, that you are the one that does this. And so we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Lift up your hands to heaven and just begin to thank the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that it is done. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give God praise? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the next time you call me, you say, Pastor, I, I'm, I got a bunch of problems going on. I'm so fearful. I'm going to say, what are you thinking about? I'm going to say, what are you thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about the problem. Well, that's the, pro that's the, that's the issue. Change your thinking. Think on heavenly things. Amen. How many of you going to think heavenly thoughts? Praise the Lord. Can let's give God praise again. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.